0: Hey family, you're tuning in to the Jimmy Bonds podcast on Philadelphia Radio. Pardon any technical difficulties as we are recording live on the Zoom platform. Sit back,
1: relax, and enjoy the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Jimmy, lights, camera, action. Some people thought I quit, and I ain't giving satisfaction. From a different era, writing rhymes what up on knack. What you had to say was more important, man, traffic. Yeah, I'm talking back, speaking of contemporary. What's good, family? Welcome to another episode of Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. This episode is sponsored by Major Flavor Productions, LLC. I'm your host, Jimmy Bonds, along with my co-host, Ty T. Why, what's good, Ty? How you feeling? Oh, uh, good in the neighborhood, JB. All good in the neighborhood. And you know I can't forget my other co host love Miss T with the T. What's up, T? How How you feeling? I'm feeling good, Jimmy. How about you? I'm doing good, mom. I'm doing good. Remember, family, you can call us with your comments or questions at 844-844-1244. Again, that's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybombspodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's jimmybombspodcast at gmail.com. That's J I M Y B O N D S podcast at gmail.com. Also, family, remember to follow us on Instagram at Jimmy Bons Podcast on Twitter at podcastbonds. Make sure you also join our Facebook group, that's Jimmy Bond Podcast Facebook group, so we continue to open the dialogue. Moving right along, family. Tonight, 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 we are covering a topic that I always feel is important because it all it affects everybody in some way or fashion. But tonight, I wanted to talk about the topic of first generation. Now, we're trying to figure out what is what is first generation? What does that mean? Well, more, more directly, we're talking about people who have either uh, their parents have immigrated to the U.S., and they're the first generation to either be naturalized or be a citizen. They were born in this country, maybe. And we wanted to really talk about some of their experiences, what they have experienced, their struggles, their, their, you know, what they've overcome, that kind of thing. And tonight, I mean, we are lucky, rather, to have my friend, my colleague, or my old colleague, my girl, Lucy. How you doing, Lucy? How you feeling?
0: I'm good. Hi, everybody. I'm feeling good tonight.
1: Definitely, <laughs> definitely. It's good to have you on. And, you know, I have a other my other guest, Miss Samaya. How you feeling, Samaya? I'm good. Definitely, definitely. Well, look, they're gonna be they're gonna be semi co hosts with us as well because they're gonna walk us through this journey. Um, but family, I wanted to cover this topic because you know first generation is something I think people often you know we don't think about it. We're all immigrants in some kind of way, shape, or fashion. We're all we're all you know third, fifth generation of something. So we're going to be covering this topic of first generation because um, not only is it important, but we're all first we're all generation of something. You know, I'm probably fifth generation. West African, maybe. I mean, I'm not sure. time would probably tell me, you know, no, no, you're not, Jimmy. But we all come from somewhere. We're all immigrants in some kind of way. There are some of us who are in this country that are first-generation immigrants who have had definitely different experiences than other people. And I feel like it's important to make sure that we cover this topic because people, we don't know what they go through. You know, we don't understand their experiences. We don't understand their, their having to adapt. We don't understand exactly... We don't know sometimes what what they feel as as people coming into this country and not knowing exactly what they have to, you know, go through, what it is they experience. So what I wanted to do first was, you know, talk to Lucy a little bit about what they, you know, what some of their struggles were, what some of the misconceptions are. Um, so, you know, Lucy, let's go ahead and kick it off. Tell us a little bit about what it what it was like growing up as, as a first generation um, in this country.
0: Okay, so a little bit real quick of background. Um, I would say my parents came from West, Af- well, West Africa, Sierra Leone, about 40, 41 years ago. So growing up African, let's just say, it was hard because it's like I didn't fit in in my own culture with my African people. And growing up in America, I didn't fit in either. So is this that complex of like, where do you belong? Because I don't speak my native tongue. I speak English. So it made it hard for my dialect with my like family to understand me. And then when I go to school, I don't look like my peers. And they be like, oh, you African? And it's like it was like some type of an embarrassment, especially when I was growing up. So it was like the era of the African booty scratches. It was just it was an interesting time. Let me just say that. But it was just like my biggest hurdle was like not finding a place or trying to fit in when I didn't fit in either my American side or African.
1: So that was the biggest thing for me. Did you feel like, like you could never adapt or you could never be you know, on one side or the other?
0: If I'm being honest, I was like, uh, no. If I'm being completely honest, I could. I, of course, I relate more to my African side because I look like them, but it's just a speaking portion of it. But I felt like I was so... Like now, looking back at my younger self, I felt like I was ashamed of being African when I was trying to fit into be American because it's like, no, I'm not African. My parents are. And it was just, just that, like, not knowing who I was because it was people made me feel different. So it's like trying to understand, especially when you're a kid, you don't know nothing about yourself. Ask me, Lucy, today. Of course, I know the difference between the two, but Lucy back then was just like, I was ashamed to be African because I, I felt out of place with both sides.
2: Yes. Do you feel as though it was like an identity crisis for you, not being able to communicate with the American side and the African side?
0: Um. In some ways, yes, because it's like, uh, like I said, it was just like those who were like, I grew up with what asked me, like I said, I was ashamed of it. Those who would ask me questions about it. I always try to hide away like of embracing my, African side, because uh, well, to answer your question, yes, I do. I do feel like those identity crises. But when you're a kid, you don't know nothing. Like so, it's like right. you're still trying to figure out yourself as a person. Forget the African, uh, you know, African American side. You just really just trying to figure out yourself as an individual. So adding that I was like my, my parents was from a different country, that I was African, it just made it a little bit more harder for me.
2: Was it a challenge? Well, from from a family standpoint. Was there anyone you can turn to for help as far as helping you out with this?
0: Honestly, no, because when I, if I look to my parents, I mean, at that right. time, like when I could understand, like, yeah, I'm African, like probably like around I want to say seven, eight, like that I can really just remember. Um, I can't turn to my parents because my parents, they couldn't help me with that situation because they didn't know. So it's like, you don't turn to anybody, but your cousins, like my cousins were like, people that i ran to because we all face the same issue yeah
2: gotcha okay does your parents speak english yes okay
0: like my parents my like when my dad came to america for school so the only way like he could be in the states was for school and then my mom same way but then she lost her visa at the time and so she was undocumented for like a couple of years so it was kind of like when she tells me the story now about it, it's like damn like you know my parents came over to America for better opportunity and it's like learning English like I didn't even realize how you know difficult
2: that was but yeah English is difficult. Jimmy this go do you, does this go under the the previous podcast as like a stereotype when it stereotype people
1: like this Man, I wouldn't think so I wouldn't I mean it, it would but I'm not I, I can't say I can't say yes for sure. I, I think it, it goes under the pot the
3: I mean, the other podcast we did on first generation this will go under okay i've got you with akuna cuz remember she's um african also
2: right got
1: you the one where we the one where we did we did the black and black american and african american divide like yeah that that could that could go under the same pretext but it's more about like if if you think about how we operate as a society a lot of times we don't we try to keep everything exclusive where you know instead of inclusive so we don't really include quote unquote people who are not born here in a lot of things that we do so i thought this would this this topic is more about like like what are their experiences you know because being being a first generation i mean the burden of it is so much it's it's heavy it's it's different than what our burden would be you know what i mean it's it's like it's like i'm sure i'm sure lucy had to you know, carry the burden of what her parents came here for. You know, to the fact that she, you know, go to school or be successful. You know, because they 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 made the trek from a, from from home to a foreign country in a sense. So, you know, it was important for them to. I guess Lucy might well Lucy, you can answer that yourself. Like, did you feel like you had a burden with your parents that you had to be um, successful?
0: Beyond like my like the way my 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 friends grew up, especially with school and education, like it was no option. Like you ask any African, you growing up to be a nurse, a doctor. Some type of, you know, health field. And that's what I always thought I had to do. Even when I went to college, I was like a nurse major. Just because my whole, like, my whole background is all, like, my dad's a doctor, my mom's a nurse. Like, that's just my family's, like, profession. So, for me, it was just like, it was no question. Like, you have to read your book. I couldn't go outside like my friends could. I had to study. So, the precious is like, I made the sacrifice to come here for my education to have a better life for you. So, now you have to kind of pay that back in return.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's I'm a, like you from West Philly. You said <laughs> like you from for West good. Philly, like,
2: yo, you, like you from right down the street.
1: From me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I am in Southwest. You know, there's a lot, a lot of Africans in Southwest. That's for sure.
0: That's the that's the city Woodland Avenue. That's like African Mecca. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah is, you know
1: it. You know it. You know it. See, you know did you Give have a question? A- you say what time? Would give me a DB planner tomorrow. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. T, did you have a question?
3: Well, you were talking about your obstacles and things like that with being first generation. Now, when did you? How can I word this? When did you feel a little bit more comfortable? I should say, like when you were saying your your school stories and things like that. Not necessarily comfortable, but okay. Oh, I would say honestly, college. Mm. Like yep. okay, okay, I would
0: because I feel like with college, you know how we go to college, we find ourselves is like, you, you're the person that you kind of always wanted to be. So for me, like the embarrassment of it, it was not there anymore. Like after high school was over, I literally embraced like who I was because it's like, I don't have nothing to be ashamed of. I just misunderstood a lot of things that I now look back on and it's like ashamed of it now. Like, yeah. damn, I wish I would have, you know, embraced my culture because my culture is beautiful, but College is
3: when I really woke up. I would say. Okay, yeah. I feel like a lot of people, first generation, are not college. Is like when you said, you find yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: You find yourself. I'm all about. I like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, shoot, I mean, a lot of people find themselves in college. That's for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. Let, let me ask you this, Lucy. What What are some of the misconceptions that people have about first generation children?
0: Oh yeah. Oh, the biggest misconception I would say, like. That we know how, like for me, like the biggest Mexican is like, we know how to uh, speak. Like I said, I don't speak my native tongue. A lot of my friends will be like, well, how do you say X, Y, and Z Africa? Like, uh, like my parents, they speak English to me. They can speak the native tongue to me, but I can't speak it back. So a lot of the times they think you can actually speak your language. Nah, for me, I can't. I can understand it fluently but when I speak it back, it just it's just bad. So that would be the biggest misconception that I can think of like off the bat, just basically when people is ask me like, how do you say X, Y, and Z, or what does that mean? Or you know what, I take that, I, let me, th- I'm thinking of something now. Or like the biggest misconception, especially being a- Africa being a big you know, continent, like other people will be like, it will be somebody who's like Nigerian. They'd be like, what that, what that means? And it's like, I don't know, like, Africa is a continent. It's 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 not one big country. So I feel as though that's what I got a lot. So that's the biggest misconception that all Africans is the same type of African, yeah. and it's different types of Africans. Like yeah. even in my Sierra Leone, we have different tribes. So that would be the biggest misconception. So I take that one. So yeah. so
1: to educate educate our audience a little bit. What is the native tongue of Sierra Leone?
0: Um, we have Fula, uh, well, I would say majority is Creole because it doesn't matter what tribe you're from, you understand Creole. And when I mean Creole, not like the broken French. Like Creole is like a, it's like a, it's basically English with a twang,
1: mm-hmm. and it has
0: like certain words. But I would say Creole is what everyone can understand. But I would say Creole, mende and then Fula, and then
1: Semli. I didn't know that. I, I was thinking that it was another language that that everyone taught. That's what's up. That's dope. That's dope. That's dope. That's dope. That's dope. Ty, you got some more questions. In college,
2: did you come across different ethnic backgrounds that made it easier for you to adjust and adapt?
0: Honestly, no. I went to the University of Pittsburgh. So mm. um it was wow. not even many of me. It's just in general. So okay. to find like you know, other Africans like me, no. Um, I would say I found an African or two, so I'm just being completely honest, but no.
1: Did, okay. did you did you find when you went to college that you would you want to, you know, try to I guess, hang out with, with other Africans, Or were you more were you more geared towards, like, I just want to, you know, I'm just going to learn how to navigate this myself?
0: Well, honestly, Jay, with college, you know how it goes. Like, you just, I just wanted to be with everybody. It didn't even matter. Yeah. Like, I didn't even think about it that way. Like, when I say I embraced myself when college, meaning, like, I was confident in who, what my background was. But when I got to college, I wanted to mingle with everybody. I don't care if he was black, white, Hispanic, Timmy, whoever, wherever you from, I was okay with it.
1: Mm-hmm. I can dig that. I agree
0: with that. Yeah.
1: I mean, I mean, I I guess I feel like we take we take it. I mean, people that are born here, and I mean Lucy, I know you're born here, but people who have, you know, generations of people of ancestors here, I think sometimes we take it for granted being born American in a sense, you know what I mean? I mean, not that not that Lucy's not American, but more in the sense of like just having African American or, or black black traditions, quote unquote, you know, black American traditions. I think sometimes we take it for granted that first generations have to really really make a way for themselves in a way you know and, and and a lot of times it's not just economical it's also within society it's within accepting groups you know it's, it's it's within so many like different ranges of things that they have to adapt to and you know Lucy's story definitely is one of them that that is ideal understanding that yo man it ain't easy you know it's not always what? easy sometimes you, sometimes you get your culture shunned sometimes you you know, you you have to you, adapting. You got to get rid of some things sometimes. And it, it's not it's not easy all the time. You know, I mean, I just find it to be something I think we do. We, we take for granted, you know, I mean, we have to adapt as well. But I think we take it for granted because we're just used to, you know, but that's that's what we do as black people the kind of thing. You know, we all speak English or, you know, even if it's a different twang from a different part of the country, it's still English. And, you know, I I, I think sometimes we just take it for granted. So, you know, we, what do you think, Ty? We, you think we do?
2: I think we go through the same thing over here with the different cultures of black yeah. people, with the different, you know, territories and everything. And even like the slang, you just said the slang, like down south, they got a certain slang that they speak. Yeah. Over the West Coast, they have a certain slang that they speak. And you know, here in the East Coast, is that that hard slang, you know. So
1: yeah.
2: I mean, I can relate to what she's saying on some of this because we go through it here, but we haven't left this country to go somewhere else to experience what she's actually experienced. Right.
1: Right. Oh, T- yeah. T- who were you gonna say T.
3: No, I'm agree- I'm agreeing with Ty. We don't we don't we cannot say, oh, we know how that feels. We can't say, oh, but we can't say anything because we don't know. All we can really do is just imagine. Yeah, but we can't go through what she went through. No, nah, what nah, any nah. first generation goes through.
1: No, nah, I mean I
3: have a friend, she's um not, she's first generation Nigerian in this country, her and her brothers and her sister but i still can't go through i can't imagine that nah, even I mean, though we grew up in the same neighborhood i still can't imagine it because she she has so much more expectation like not saying that they didn't have my parents didn't have expectation for me but it was i saw like the difference kind of a little bit
1: it, i mean that makes it, sense. no it makes a lot of sense because not that not that we don't have like you said our parents don't have expectations of us but more along the lines of like like yeah man like this is it's twice as hard for us sometimes like to you know to think about yeah. it but then you know like their expectations is even harder because their parents are like hey I came to this country for you to have a better life and you effing it up don't yeah. F- it, don't eff this opportunity up you know what I mean and I mean Lucy is it, it, am I right you know what I mean
0: yeah it was really, it's really no hall passes that's what i was saying like when my like if i i couldn't do basic things that you would think that's regular so it's like oh i want to go to my friend's house and sleep over like my parents and, and i don't yeah, want to struggle. come over <laughs> way. Anyway, but my parents didn't let me do sleepovers at you know at american kids houses yeah like if i wanted to do sleepovers i had to do sleepovers at my cousin's house too.
1: and that's all that's all the place you could go right
3: Yeah,
0: that they felt safe and comfortable. (laughs) Yeah,
3: my my like my have a grandfather. He it's technically American American now, but back when he came over, it was um he's from an island. It was ruled by the British. So like my dad was raised how he was like you can't do certain things, but then he raised us like that. Mm -hmm. And like when you said the sleepovers, I agree with you. I was last night in anybody's house. It was either home or your cousins. That's but like my my people, my other friends are like, well, why you can't do that? It's just a culture thing you can't do it it's a culture thing so i i i feel where you're coming from from that
1: so i mean in, in actuality we are we are really all connected in some ways you know mm-hmm. at least yeah at least from what yes. t and lucy's saying like it, it you know yeah like a lot of us you know a lot of us are actually you know from from we're probably we're all second connected. or third generation you know immigrants to this country in some way shape or form you know mm-hmm. and, and yeah I mean, that's, and we
3: all and they pass that down to our generation to another generation so, so that's if you think about it, this is why people think the
1: way they do. Yeah, this is exactly why they think the way they do. That's exactly what I think the way they do. We're going to take a break. But when we come back, I want to ask everybody a question about this. What What is what is it to be American? You know what I mean? How What, what, is, what does that oh, mean?
2: That's good. That's I mean,
1: how, how does that yeah. even, how do we even define what American is? You know what I mean? So we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> Remember, family, you can call us with your comments or questions at 844 844 1244. Again, it's 844 844 1244. You can also email us at Jimmy Bonds at gmail.com. Again, it's Jimmy Bonds Podcast at gmail.com. That's J I N Y B O N D S Podcast at gmail.com. You'll listen to the Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We'll Be right back. Hey, this is Michael from Upper This is Jimmy Bonds Podcast on every Radio. Welcome back to the Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We thank you for listening. Remember family, you can call us at 844-844-1244 Again, it's 844- 844-1244 You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com Again, it's at gmail.com. That's Podcast at gmail.com That's J-I-M-M-Y B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com and welcome back to Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. Remember, family, you can call us with your comments or questions at 844-844-1244. Again, it's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's podcast at gmail.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. And again, family, on this episode, we are covering the topic of first generation. We are lucky to be joined by my girl, Lucy. Lucy, we thank you for definitely sharing your story. You know, Lucy was telling us a little bit about her experience growing up in America, and you know what it was like. Some of the some of the struggles she had, some of the misconceptions about first generations. But uh, on this on this segment, we, I wanted to kick it off and start ask everybody a question. Like, what does it mean to be American? What is what does that mean? How do you define that? Because really, the only natives to this oh, country I can are Native Americans. See what you got? What you say, T?
3: I can sum it up to be American is a hot mess. <laughs> That's a summary right
1: there. Yeah, that's a summary of what it is to be Answer American. Answer the whole right?
3: question. Answer I mean, the whole question for you. What me. a hot mess! <laughs> a hot, a hot. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: A hot ass mess. A hot ass mess. Right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean hey, look
3: America. We want to do it.
1: I can't. Show. I, I can't. I can't say you're wrong in a lot of ways. I can't say you're wrong. Thank you. Know? you. Not, not, to, not to. You know, down. Down our country or nothing like that. But you know. It, 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 oh
3: no, we're swear we're. we're don't doubt it, but
1: that's what you're going to get. Let's
3: yeah, I
1: mean, yeah. <laughs> go see a circus. Who's <laughs> the ringleader? You said if you want to that, go yep, see a circus. That's the truth. Who's the
3: ringleader?
1: Hey, who is the ringleader? It's true. Ty, Ty what do you feel? What is, it, what is it to be American?
2: Well, you know, my views are a little different on this. Oh, um, my, my, my family history don't take me back to no slave ships. Um, know. We know We know. You Actually, don't. a lot of my research is done from a the Webster's Dictionary of 1828 when I'm defining certain things. Right, right. Like the definition of American in the early 1800s uh, is a Native American originally applied to the aboriginals or the copper colored races. So who would be the copper colored races? Found here by the Europeans, but now applied to the descendants of Europeans born in America. So that's the definition of Uh American based off the 1800 dictionary version.
1: See, Ty. There you go, Ty. There you go. Doing your research. Always I mean, like research. again. I mean, everybody
2: I can't come from Africa to try to make it seem as though Africa is the only dark place on earth, and from Africa, everybody mm-hmm. just migrated mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. So, so,
1: so what? Is, so what is it, Ty? Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you think? What do you think? No, it is? I mean,
2: American to, is a. It, it's a. If you're a European and you come over here, and now you have first generation children, those children are called Americans.
1: Right. Right. So. Oh, so right. how? Do, how you know, to,
2: they're no longer called British dutch french spaniards they are now called americans yes so they remove their original name and take on the american name
1: right right exactly so that that right. i
2: mean that, what that's... they got us to do is they got us to do the same thing because you can't be in two places at same at the
1: same time right so that's why i always say you can't be african-american you either one or the other there you go oh there lucy lucy how, how you feel lucy what, what is it to be american What is that what does that mean
0: OK, so don't kill me. No, nah, um, you say no, no,
1: and, uh-uh, not on this. One. <laughs> you go ahead. So
0: it really that what it honestly privileged. And the reason why I say that is because the ways and I'm going back to how I'm raised. But the way we look at it is like America, we have all types of resources. So anything that we need, we can have anything we want to do, we can accomplish. And other countries, you can't do that. Mm. So what it feels to me that we are privileged to do anything, become anything we want to be without any type of. Of course, we have our own fights and hurdles and things of that nature, but we can overcome them and do anything. And other people in other countries, they can't do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. that's real. I mean, I can't I can't say you wrong, but it is privilege it's a it's a privilege to be born here it's a privilege to to have the things that we have although we might look at it like it's not you Uh know being being black americans or african americans however you want to define it a lot of times we don't feel like there are there are privileges for us we feel like you know the privileges are for the whites and in a lot of ways they are there are there are privileges (laughs) for the whites but and i don't mean to make everything black and white to you i don't mean to do that i mean more in a on the lines of, of, you know, if you look, a, if you look a certain hue, then that's definitely, you know, th- then you're going to have a better view. I don't mean to make that wrong, but I'm just being honest. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm saying more than anything else, like the privilege of being, you know, quote unquote, an American. A lot of times I think we take for granted, which leads me to my next question for the group, for the team is, do you think that first generations are more successful than than we are for the ones that are born here are they do they have more success in this country than we do
3: i really think it's all about the person it's all about the person and what you put into it okay is what you get out of it because people can like what's that saying you can lead a horse to water but you can't make them drink yeah somebody can give you all this stuff and all the tools and the resources but if you don't utilize them then that's you on you like my parents said sink or swim we gave you tools to sink or swim hmm that's what that's what that's. I got that from an old show from back in the day but still
1: it's true you're right right. and and sinking or swimming a lot of times it's difficult for some people i mean what i I would rather say you know sinking a lot of times is what we what we do in a lot of aspects it's like i I, and i don't mean to make this general blanket statement but across the board a lot of times you notice that we might sink and first generations might swim you know like that's Mm. and i'm not saying all the time but and and if you look at statistics and stats a lot of times you know, they're the ones that go to school, they get the degrees, they, you know, they start their own businesses, they do all kinds of things. And we wonder why, you know, I mean, shoot, I don't know how many, how many Ubers you've been in. And I've had it. I've had many Africans drive me around and be like, I don't understand the people in this country and why they don't understand like the opportunity that's given to us. Well, what is going on? They're not, they don't understand it. And I mean, from, from their point of view, sometimes it's, we're lazy. I think our struggles are different. ah
3: Very. Oh, ah, that's good.
1: Ah, yeah. I mean. Our struggles are different than theirs. So, if if our struggles are different, why do why do you feel like are we are we caught in the struggle more than they are? Well, Lucy said it. She said she feels privileged. We don't feel privileged here, right? Okay, okay. No, no, no.
0: When I say privilege, I mean it in the sense of like Americans, like yeah. including me being an American, not like me being African, who's like first generation. I'm saying in the sense of like. Other people, they 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 fought, they pleaded, they, they did a lot of things to get mm-hmm. to this country that's mm-hmm. so accessible. Mm-hmm. And it's like people who live here, they don't want to do anything for themselves. Like, you know, certain people who have all the resources around them and they choose not to do anything. When I have my people or friends that I know or colleagues that I know who are immigrant, who are, who have immigrant parents that mm-hmm. struggle to get here. And you mean to tell me you've been here your life and you don't want to, do anything that's, that's literally handed for you. So it's like, that's what I mean by us being Americans. We're privileged in that sense that we have all the resources and we, and we can do anything and everything is as accessible to us. And it's on us if we're going to use it or not.
1: And that's why that's why I asked the question because I, I feel like sometimes we don't see the privilege. I think we look at it as we're, a lot of times you can you can look at things with one hand over your eyes and you can only see mm-hmm the 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 struggle of it uh-huh. you know but if you t- if you put if you take both hands off it's a possibility you might see to see the, the the opportunity that you have and you know i mean even in today like you know we get caught up in the struggle we realize you know they they, they killing us they beating us they they not supplying jobs for us we know we can't get hired certain places like yeah definitely but if we if we get caught on to that, who's to say that they doing that? Their first generations don't have the same issue. They're not hiring them exactly. You know, they are getting the same kind of treatment because of the color of their skin. So it's it's it makes you think that okay. So what is it that that's holding us back? That's not holding them back. Do you
2: Know about the school system back home. how's the school system back home compared to the school system over here in America?
0: I would say it, it all depends. Like of course with the resources, I can only speak for Sierra Leone because it's the economic. No. Uh, their background is like, uh, it's really poor. It's like weak structure. But when it comes to the education part, of course, like their books and materials and things of that nature, it's not as advanced as ours, of course. But the things that they do have, like they take it seriously. So they're in school longer hours than we are. So it's like, um, it's more of a discipline and strict. It's like, you're it's like how we have, like, let's say November, excuse me, uh, September to June, it's like in a sense, of it's like all year round.
1: All year round. Well, I don't think we could do that as Americans. We'd be like, what? We need a break. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the summer? We Summertime. Do. We, we need have a some break. food. <laughs> Yeah, y'all got summer school and winter school. Ain't no breaks, ain't no Christmas. No, I'm talking about here in
0: America. We have summer school. You know, you don't pass that class, you want to summer school. Oh
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean, yeah, that that's 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 yeah. like that's penalizing. That's not what it really is. If you pass the class, you ain't if you get a seat, you ain't going to summer school. Man, I'm not going to summer school. I'm going that mess in front of the whole family, of. family. up. you can't take a trip. Yeah, you feel good. We can't go on vacation. You know, America summer, school, vacation. Is,
3: summer school is over August 1st.
1: The summer gone. Yeah, summer gone.
3: You might
1: have start school in like thirty days, not even it, like ten done. days. It's over. It's over. But I mean, I, like that. That's that's. I mean, uh, that's definitely the difference. I mean, of course, the educational system is different. The what, probably what they're taught is different as well, and how they're taught. Was it? I, I don't know if your parents ever told you. Do you remember? You know what kind of curriculum it was based off of? Was it based off like uh like a British curriculum, curriculum or a French curriculum or something like that?
0: No, I mean I wouldn't know the 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 what in depth like what the curriculum would look like but i know like they had like uh they were focusing more so like my dad told me like because he's a he's back in africa now so he's a professor but like, he told me their main objective for his school is like english like you know practicing that language mathematics that's what their curriculum is what they're really focusing them on but i don't know how it was like when he
3: was growing up yeah see that's different now you're the you're the um because I talked to a lot of people when you said that, like, over there, the curriculum is learning English. I'm seeing that in a lot of countries, you have they're making you learn English. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Like, like I- literally, you have your regular and then English is your, like, your special language.
0: Honestly, really, I really think that it's... I feel like it's a great thing to have because at the end of the day, no matter where you go, even when we vacation, right. We go to Dominican Republic. However, they know that it's going to be English or Americans coming here and they have to learn English. I just feel like it's just a language that is going to carry you anywhere, even if it's broken, if we have to like, so I feel like it's necessary. Like how Spanish for us, when we were growing up, we had to take
3: Spanish. I feel like that should be for English for everybody. Spanish turned into
1: Spanglish. Everybody mm-hmm. thought that. And, and, but we, you know, we call us Americans, so we don't want to learn Spanish. No, don't, don't, we don't teach us Spanish.
3: Oh, well, sure enough, start some Spanglish.
1: So. <laughs> yeah, we definitely, we definitely, oh, we throw childhood. some, some, out, some, some and some whatever else in the you know, language. <laughs> but we, we don't want to learn Spanish. You know, it, we to oh, learn Spanish. They, they look at us, some. They look at us crazy. What are you doing? What are you doing? so, <laughs> so let me ask you this question. Now I know like a lot of a lot of first generations have culture shock. You know, they're really they're really shocked when they when they first come to America and see the way it is and that kind of thing. I mean, of course, like you, you mentioned before when you was a, when you were a child, it was a little bit different than when you were an adult. What do you feel like the culture shock hit you more when you were younger or when you were older?
0: Hmm, that's a good question. Um I would say younger.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Because that's when I didn't understand it. Like now that I'm older and I understand, I'm not really shocked. I'm a shock on a lot of things now about the bridging gap now. But I would say when I was younger, because I didn't understand a lot of things.
1: Did you, do you feel like, like you've lost or your, your family has lost? I mean, I'm really talking about you and your siblings. Do you mm-hmm. feel like you've lost some of your traditions that your parents?
0: Oh, absolutely not. Like, I feel like. What we And it's crazy that you say that because I feel like when I talk to my cousins and like when we get together and we be like, oh, I can't like I can't cook a native dish to save my life. You know what I mean? Like, mm. so that's the only thing I do think about, like, dang, it's like we did special things like our funerals are different, like our weddings, our baby showers, things of those natures are different. So, yeah, we can carry that. But one thing for me is that one day when I have children, most likely going to be, you know, at that point, they're going to be second generation. So I just wish I would cook the native food, I could speak the native tongue. So that's the only thing that I really wish I could uh-huh. carry but I'm not.
1: Do you do you think that in a lot of ways America is, is the blame for that? Or do you feel like like No, not
0: at all. No, not at all. I don't think America's the blame of for- Anything of like how, you know, and I'm only speaking for me and my experience, but I don't think America's is to blame because at the end of the day, my parents came here for a reason. Right. So it's up to them to, you know, instill those principles and values in me. And it was up to me to say, Mom, I'm going to learn how you're cooking this food in the kitchen. I took my behind outside or if I could yeah. and not even watch my mom. So that was on me. Like my friends didn't tell me like, oh, don't cook. Like I didn't have no influence in that way. It was all on me. And I'm going and to own that.
1: See at that. Most of the time you would hear people be like, "Yes, it was it was America's fault. America did it." But yeah. that, that's that's the reason why I lost my traditions. My kids got to America. I mean, they did a lot. What did you say you?
3: I agree with her. Like America did do a lot, but like she said, it was the parents' job to say wow. blah 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 blah. Like you can't just blame every like a lot of mm-hmm. stuff is, but like for that, no. They didn't say, "Oh no, don't teach your kid No, that's you. That's your household. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, now that, now that I look at it, I mean, I think it was kind of hard for the parents, too, because they had to make a big adjustment and adapt to things as well for yeah. the children. Yeah. Coming I mean, from another country, and they yeah. had to adapt and adjust to the ways of being an American and did had to instill those values and morals onto the child as the child grew.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I think that's a challenge for the parents as well. Yeah. It does, and you know, in a lot of ways, I, I, me doing my research on this, I've noticed that sometimes you had parents that, you know, the, the dad or the mom will come first, and then the family would come afterwards. So, mm-hmm. you know, or you might have the, the one parent come and bring a child, and then the rest of the family will be over there. So, would be some separation involved in there. So, you know, that could, that could kind of like, you know, diminish some of the traditions and things of that nature. I mean, I, I, just from some of the stuff I've read, I've, I've noticed that, you know, in a lot of ways they would try to blame it on some of the American aspects, but there's some, some actual factors that are involved that are often not looked at as to how, you know, how some of those traditions are lost. And I mean, shoot, you can look at it for us too. I mean, as, as, as black people, I mean, shoot, think about the stuff that we've lost. I can't even tell you traditions that my mom kept that I don't keep no more. You know what I mean? And, you know, stuff I could have learned her from watching her cook that I didn't learn myself. And I mean, it was, that's just, those are regular things. And so yeah, I couldn't blame it on I don't learn. the American. You no, know, yeah. What would you say too? You said you don't want to learn. Oh, I thought you said. Oh something. no, I was Mama. I said some stuff you don't want to learn. Yeah, no, so, I said some you, stuff you don't
3: want to learn. Exactly. That's good. what I thought.
1: <laughs> that's what I thought. Like, no, nah, but I mean, I mean, in, in the in the grand scheme of things, you know, it it, it seems like it seems that as generations go past, there's certain aspects of tradition are that, lo- that are lost. And mm. if in some ways if we don't, yeah. You know what I'm saying? If we don't continue the tradition or continue the I won't I won't say rituals, but continue the the lineage of it, we would you know we're we're losing a lot of things that 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 were that were passed down. I mean, I, I shoot, I mean, I can tell you there are certain aspects that I've learned from my mom that I pass down to my kids. There are certain things I learned from my mom that I don't pass down to my kids. So it's like, you know, you can you can definitely see how that can be done, and you don't have to be first generation to see that. You can just see just regular traditions from us as as Black Americans that's you know sometimes what it is um Todd, did you have something to say man did you have something to say before mm-hmm. i went to break I mean, slightly off topic but lucy you mentioned something about
2: your funerals are different mm-hmm. and I, was trying, I just wanted to know like how are your funerals different and what why
0: oh in the sense of like uh like we have like a we call it sarah and mm-hmm. um it's it depends on, you know. Let me say this first. It depends on if you're Muslim or Christian. If you're Muslim, is of course is dealt is dealt a certain way. Then we have like a. Like I've been to an American mm-hmm. funeral where you just go to the, the the church and then you view the body. Yes, we do it that way, too. But then we have a tradition where we don't like do a type of prayer and we eat mm-hmm. a certain uh, food and like a colona is like an actual ritual that we do. And like we bless the body before we actually bury it. So it's a lot of little practices we do prior to the mm. burying the actual person just within my culture. So that's what I mean in a sense of it's a little bit different. It's still the same type of concept, but there's a lot of things in between that's a little bit different.
2: Now, if it's a Muslim funeral, do the men take care of the body like they do here? Yeah. The men wash the body and everything like they do over yeah, here? Yeah, so they,
0: they leave that all to the men to do. Wrap yeah. uh, okay. it, clean, the whole process is led to the men.
2: And the women have to wait by the side of the burial site until the body is mm-hmm. let down?
0: That's it's a, and that's another thing for me. And I know we're not talking about that. Like, how I see like practices of you know, uh, Islam in America and in how we do it is a little bit different. So, it's not in a sense of that extremely strict like that. I've seen that with what you're saying, that standing on to the side. No, it's just respectfully not being in front,
2: gotcha,
0: but not necessarily aside on a side.
2: Gotcha. Okay,
1: I understand that that's 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 different. That's what's up. Good question, Ty. Wait, yeah, I didn't see you. Yeah. are yeah, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, boy. I feel you. Well, listen, we're going to take a quick break. Women family, you call us with your comments, questions at 844-844-1244. Again, that's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at podcast at gmail.com. Again, it's at gmail.com. podcast at gmail.com. That's J-I-W-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. you listen to the Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Michael from Upper This is the Jimmy Bonds Podcast on everyday Radio. Welcome back to the Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We thank you for listening. Remember, family, you can call us at 844 844 1244. Again, it's 844 844 1244. You can also email us at Jimmy Podcast at gmail.com. Again, it's Jimmy Bonds Podcast at gmail.com. That's J I M M Y B O N D S podcast at gmail.com and welcome back to jimmy bonds podcast on Philadelphia radio remember family you can call us with your comments or questions at 844-844-1244 again that's 844-844-1244 you can also email us at Podcast at gmail.com it's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com it's J I W M Y B O N D S podcast at gmail.com now family again we are covering the topic of first generation we are lucky and humble enough to be joined by my girl, Lucy. Lucy, thank you so much for sharing everything that you shared tonight with us. It's very insightful, very information. I don't want to say informational, but very informal. <laughs> um, just helping us, you know, understand more about what the struggles are like from your perspective for, for a first generation. And I think in some aspects, we have to continue this conversation and bring some more first generations on. But I think I'm going to leave that to Lucy at some point down the line, because I think there's something that, she, that that we definitely should should definitely venture into But family, I just wanted to to say something real quick, you know, you know, every every time you watch the news and and not not now, but more before, you know, you hear about DACA, you hear about immigration, you hear about people crossing the border. You know, you hear about for everybody, things that pertaining to people wanting to come to America to have a better life. You know, you also now recently you hear about the Afghan war ending, a lot of people from Afghanistan coming to America. Mm -hmm. Um, You even notice about the Haitians and seeing them on the border and watching them get beat by a border patrol. You know, I mean, it's horrible. horrible. It's horrible. In reality, you know, we're all American. We're all not American. We're all immigrants in some way, shape or form, whether that's six, seven generations down the line or in some cases, the first generation. You know, the only the only people that are really American are the natives. You know, they're, mm-hmm. the, real, they're the real people that are Americans in this country. And, you know, with that being said, I think that, you know, I always want to ask how. How do we, as, as U.S. citizens or the ones that are in, you know, fifth generation, seventh, ninth, tenth generation, how do we help people who are first generation adapt better to come into a new country? How do you feel like we could do that? Hmm. It was it's kind of hard for us to help them when mm-hmm. we
2: haven't been through it. Yeah. You know? like I haven't, I haven't Like I would have to go over to a country in Africa and take my experiences from over here and go over there and apply it and see how I would work it out. You know the different cultures, but for them to come over here and for me to help them out and go through it, there's I don't there's I don't think there's anything that I can actually do except give them the respect as a human being. You know, Mm -hmm. and they just live Mm -hmm. their life. That's
1: that's 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 and maybe some resources. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we gotta. I feel like you can't give
3: them any advice. You can't give mm
1: -mm, mm them. I mean, but in the long run, I mean, we mentioned earlier. In in some way, shape, or form, we are actually very similar. You know, uh, yes. some of, our, well, some of our struggles are very similar. Some of the things that we face are very similar. Um, they're not the same. Uh, we, of course, we, we we see some, we have some of the privileges that they, they might not be, uh, you know, they might not have at the time. But, um, I mean, Lucy, how, how do you feel? How do you feel like people could, you know, what w- would have made it easier for you to adapt?
0: I would say exactly what was said, like the respect factor.
1: Like, okay. um,
0: that would be the biggest thing. Like, because you know, when someone talks with a with an accent, like even like just for example's sake, like if I'm at the store with my mom, like and my mom, I'm not gonna lie, she's a little my is spicy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so of course, like a lot when she talks, sometimes it's like you know, it's just it's if if you're speaking to her as a like my coach, I know she's speaking regular, but you know, someone else speaking who's American or whomever, they would think it's like a an aggressive tone. So when, her, when, when she's just regularly just speaking and explaining something and she has the accent, I've noticed some people would talk to her crazy. And then I'll have to step in like, you're not going to talk to my mom like that. And it's like, I look, I look like my mom. So I look African. So you think I have an accent too. So when I start talking, you're like, oh, okay. So I know I'm not going to play this game. No, not with my <laughs> mom. So that's the only thing. It's just the respect factor.
1: I'm glad you 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 both everyone mentioned that because I think in a lot of ways, and I mean I'm I can only really speak from a perspective of of a Black American born here. In a lot of ways, we don't respect immigrants and 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 what the struggles they have. I think because in a lot of ways we focus so much on our struggle that we never really put ourselves in their shoes never really understand that it's, we are, we, I mean, the privilege word is definitely there, but it's like, we, we're given so much more that I think we take for granted. And when these people come to this country, they're like, how are you going to take that for granted? And Mm -hmm. I I feel like if, if we just for a second put ourselves in their shoes and realize having to adapt to a new country, you know, imagine us going over to their country, how we would have to adapt, how we would have to, you know, follow their customs and follow their ways what culture shock we would have to go through. I think that that the respect factor is is pivotal. It's not even just needed. It's it is the only thing and the only way that we're going to be able to to help everybody coexist because that's that's where the division comes in. The lack of respect for the you know for for people from different countries is that's where the division comes in. I think more than anything else, if we if we find a way to respect the journey, that's what I really think. If we find a way to respect the journey. We'll find a way to respect everybody in general. And, you know, on the flip side, too, we have some first generation or some immigrants who don't respect some of our struggles. You know, they who they, you know, to downplay what we've been through because they, they might see it as a privilege and our struggles sometimes hold us back. I think it goes both ways. It's, it's, it's something that goes both ways, which leads me to my next question for the team. So how can we help each other if if the respect factor is is needed? How can we help each other gain that respect? I've, again, I mean, it's just a respect
2: thing because their visions are different than ours. Again, we, we are here. We've been here. So our fight and struggle has been dealing with the system that's already in place. They're coming from one system into another one. So it's a little different for them. It's only but so much that we can do for each other. We can continue doing what we do to advance ourselves and give them respect to let them do or just see them do what they do maybe we can take from them what they're doing to be successful and apply it to us. Yeah. That's a
0: perfect way to say it because, and plus the conversational, the conversation piece, because even speaking to you guys, just even hearing about like your own struggles, even though I am an American, I've seen, I grew up here, but just hearing from you guys is actually even like making me think of certain things that I never, I never looked at either. But it's like both sides need that conversation because I'm going to be completely honest. There's some Africans who don't want to have that conversation with Americans, uh-huh. and, like, the the, the privileged thinking, like, what do you have to complain for? You're born here, so that's their mentality. Like, yeah. they're like, I was undocumented for X amount of years, and I fought for my citizenship. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. it's just the conversation that needs to happen from both ends to understand it a little better. And you know, like, like that's why I wanted to come on here because having these type of conversations is healthy because you see people's different perspective on things that you don't have a clue about. So. I
1: think this starts here. I, I, I think that's the key. I think that's the key. I think always opening the dialogue and, like you said, starting the conversation is what's going to help people just start understanding each other better. I think the more we understand about our struggles, the more we respect each other as individuals and humans. You know, being being and I, we're only and I only have you know African Americans and blacks Black Americans on here right now. I'm not saying that you know this is just for people of our hue I, I mean this is really just a just for everybody i wouldn't want to limit this conversation just to us because mm-hmm. in other cultures you know in the in the hispanic culture and in, in the and in, in the indian culture or you know the asian culture the, the chinese culture there's so many different ways that that their experiences are different you know and and that's why i would i want to i would want to include them on that as well because it's not just about it's not just about you know being black or anything we all have struggles in this country we all have struggles every day you know, and we all have have things that we have to work through, and you know, I think if we respect each other's struggles, respect each other's journey, it would it would get us a lot further. You know, definitely would get us a lot further. You know, so I, uh, you know, I want I want to. I keep have one last question. Yeah, go ahead, Ty. Go ahead, bro.
2: What do you define yourself as when it comes to race? Are you African uh, American, Black? What do you define yourself?
0: Oh man, you're about to put on the spot. Honestly, what,
1: what, what box do you check?
0: And the- if of course they don't yeah. have the box, but I've I have put
3: other and put African. Okay.
1: Okay. I okay. put yep. I put other two girls. All right. <laughs> what, what do you put T?
3: I put other sometimes.
1: You put other sometimes. Yeah. Why do you put other sometimes?
3: One. Why do we have to find ourselves? Two. Because mm-hmm. I'm just you know just mix up with everything. So just put yeah. other. Call it that. But to America, I'm black, so sometimes I put black, sometimes I put other. Just all depends.
1: <laughs> oh, and
3: if I remember it, right, like, it all depends on what I check off. Sometimes I do it by accident, but it just does it really matter?
1: No, mm. that, um, that's that's the end of the day. That's that's the biggest thing. Does it really Doesn't matter? Really matter? Does it really matter? And now they have the,
3: um, now they have like for the the genders and all that stuff. Doesn't it really mm. matter. It's a job. What does my gender and my race have to do with this job and what I'm bringing to the table?
1: That's that's often t. That's one of the it's biggest same. things. That's one of the biggest things. Like like you said, does it doesn't really matter.
3: But I really wonder know, know, who started that. Like, why do we put that? Ty, that's your assignment.
1: That's affirmative action. Probably. I give get to you in two minutes right now. Come on, Ty. Tell us, Ty. <laughs> tell us, Ty.
2: So whenever you sign a document, you see the X right there. That's called X marks. X marks the spots was how sign. our ancestors originally would sign off on documents.
3: Oh.
2: So, so they had to start classifying us in order to take land. So they started classifying us as certain groups. Okay. And we would sign off by just putting an X on there. So that's why when you ever see a document with an X on it, you got to sign right there. That's called an X marks because that's how we used to sign documents with Europeans.
3: Now, why are we still signing documents like that, be- though? I don't understand. Like... How
1: long best, ago did all best, this
3: best, supposedly that's, that's
1: end? Supposedly, Ty, supposedly. Girl, it ain't ended. Exactly. No, We're just blinded from
2: it. But yeah, we that's yep. called X marks. Say it again.
1: Blind. Yeah. We're just blinded from it. We just we'd rather not see it. That's really what it is. We'd rather not see that this is really happening. That's pretty much what it is. And, and Lucy, before we go, I had one question. Though. I had one question. Yeah. And this is this is something that, for everybody. I you know, I always think about how. Lucy, your parents is like, you know, they came to America. They want to have a better life. A lot of parents are the same way. A lot of cultures are the same way. And, you know, most of the ways to get to a better life in America is to go to school. In 2021, the cost of school was so much. And there are different avenues for people to, you know, to be successful or to take care of their families or whatever it may be. Do you feel like that is an antiquated way of survival in America? Uh, in
0: 2021 now? No. Back then, like, you know, like, I'm saying, like, 2000, like, back in that era, yeah. Because I feel like it's, this day and age, you don't need to, you don't really have to have an education to have a six-figure job. Yeah, Like, back then, and their mentality is like, you were respected like, oh, my daughter went to school. My daughter's a doctor. My daughter, that that's like the bragging rights. Like I came and sacrificed all of this and look at my daughter. She's an engineer. She's a doctor. So that was bragging rights. But now it's like, as long as you're getting money, I don't care what you are. Like <laughs> my parents, <laughs> in a sense, it's not like sweating it. Because of course, look at me, Jay. I'm not in nothing in the health field. I know. But I'm able to provide and send home for my family as long as that they're financially okay.
1: They're okay. Yeah. And so, I mean, and I asked that question because, you know, like I said, like even, even with us as Americans, you know, get, get your, go, graduate from high school and go to college, get your degree, mm-hmm. you're going to do better. But T, me and T always talk about how, and Ty too, always talk about how it's, that's not the way it is anymore. You no. Know? It's not like that. It's not. If I could do it all over, I wouldn't have went, I would have picked another route. And, and there you have it. Ty, you hear that? <laughs> yep lucy was philly the hustler <laughs> see that this philly philly made her hustle that's what it is That's mm-hmm. what, it is, man. Yeah. T, what you think what you think T? Did you, i mean do you think it's antiquated i mean you you recently graduated i mean i'm gonna say not recent but i'm gonna say like three years ago three or four years ago right sure
3: yeah actually yeah <laughs> i mean as long as you have some kind of whatever to get by i guess like there's trade schools there's other like there's different aspects now I mean, so where she when she was saying you had to, she said like there's different aspects You could your trade school go right into a business there's so many things
1: I mean it, it for me it's it's school school that one day
3: I personally want to go to school
1: <clears throat> right you personally I mean you personally want to go to school i mean we we talked about this before I mean um, you know on the podcast i I, I always feel like they come. It's a lot of times, first generation come here. They want the kids to go to school because school will lead them to a better job, will lead them to a better, a better life. But the American market is so competitive. School costs so much. You know, how else can can they succeed? You know, in coming to this country for a better life, if school is school, the avenue of school is not exactly the most beneficial. And nowadays, the avenue of school. And I'm not trying to knock school or knock university or getting education, nothing like that. But that avenue, a lot of times, is not the most beneficial. And so, you know, I, I just thought that I wanted to ask Lucy that because, like I said, that's a tradition a lot of times is they become, they you know, first generation parents, immigrants. They come they come here. They want just a better life for their kids. And the burden is, you know, go to school, become a doctor, become a lawyer, become whatever. Bragging rights don't really pay the bills. You know, when you get that school debt, I, I don't need no bragging rights. <laughs> 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 you know, I'm being straight up <laughs> honest. Yeah. It's, cool, it's cool, the Black and whites don't pay don't pay no bills back, so it's just something that I, I always want to ask ask my my first generations like how do how do you feel about it? these You know, in this in this in this day and age in 2021. Um, but yeah, but well, you know, I, you know the family. This has been a great show. I I really enjoyed it, Lucy. Of course, I thank you for coming on and sharing your story with us and your perspective with us. And you well, know, thank you guys insight. for having me.
2: It was uh, a
1: pleasure. Definitely, definitely, Lucy. Definitely, definitely. Ty, you want to say you want to say something before we go? I enjoyed the interview. I mean, hopefully we can do it again. Yeah, hopefully we can. Mm-hmm. see T, how you feel?
3: Yeah. Same thing. I agree. Yeah, great
1: interview. I enjoyed it. Hopefully we can do it. It was a really good interview. Yeah, I, I thought yeah. it was too. I thought it was too. But you know, I'm, I'm gonna end on this note. You know, being born in the U.S. is quote unquote a privilege. Not all is of us had it? To, uh, exactly. Not all of us had to make the journey. Uh, And all of us were were forced to adapt to unforeseen circumstances. You know, in a lot of ways, I think the biggest part that we all have to understand is as, quote unquote, Americans living in this land, is that the respect for each other will take us a lot further and help us coexist a lot better. So I ask everybody out there listening, you know, respect your first generation, respect your immigrants. Um, I ask our immigrants to do the same, respect us, respect our struggles, respect our journeys, better understanding, understand each other will get us a lot further so on that note family i want to thank you for joining jimmy bonds podcast on illadelphia radio remember family please 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 wear your mask wash your hands practice social distancing you know if you're vaccinated or you're not vaccinated i ain't gonna hold it against you just make sure you take care of yourself and make sure you tell your friends and your family and your loved ones (coughs) that you love them because you never know when you might get another second chance that's gonna wrap the show family i'm jimmy bonds and i'm out peace Fam, that's going to wrap the show. We want to thank you for listening to Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We ask you to leave your comments and questions at 844 844 1244. Again, that's 844 844 1244. You can also email us at Jimmy Bonds at gmail.com. Again, that's Jimmy Bonds Podcast at gmail.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S Podcast at gmail.com. Now, remember, family, we are still in a COVID 19 pandemic. So please, please, please remember to wash your hands, wear a mask, and practice social distancing. Also, remember to take nothing for granted and value every opportunity you have with your friends, your family, and your loved ones. For in these times, every moment is sacred. So until the next episode, you can find me on Goho Road, screaming, Stay up, don't sleep in your dreams. I'm Jimmy Bonds, and I'm not. I'm